What up, everybody? I went to Shaver Lake this past weekend. I just want to give a shout out to the boys, Gallo, Keith, Leonard, Kevin, Andy, his brother. Um, my boy Arge, his friends Antonio and Richard, my boy Jose. It was a lot of fun, man. I cannot remember who all went. Let's see, that was Keith, Gallo, Leonard, that's three. Myself is four. Art Hennies is five. Richard is six. Kevin is seven. Jose is eight. His Antonio is nine. Well, Andy is ten. His little brother is eleven. There it is. And then his my boy's friend Will. We all had a good time. I hope I got all that shit. If I didn't, fuck you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, man, it was a good time. Remember, follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian. Uh, there were some good fights this weekend. Salbadusai got on everybody's radar with that spinning back head kick he did, which got him the win, and I believe he advances to the PFL playoffs. PFL, man, they can't catch a break. They cannot catch a break. Like, I don't know. I feel bad for them. Mateo, what's his name? Mateo Manufrif, the two Brazilian guys that fought, they're apparently in-laws. We'll read the statement later. But, so they didn't live up to the standards, so PFL says, all right, you guys are out, Shane Burgos is in. Because I believe, I think Shane lost or he won the second fight. Let's look it up, let's look it up. Oh, Ben Mercier is number two? I guess it doesn't matter. He's just going to fight Bruno Miranda. So, Natan... Rilut and Raush Manifio, they are apparently in-laws somehow. Don Schultz. They're apparently in-laws and for whatever reason. So let me see. So Shane won his last fight. So he's 1-1, one one, so now he's in the playoffs. So Clay Collar, Obi Mercier, Bruno Miranda, and Shane Burgos are the lightweight playoff fighters. Now there's a particular going to take this again, bro. Um... The only way I don't see her winning is if she doesn't make weight, because I know 145 is hard for her to make. And she let us up a check of winning again. But let's see how that weight is for her. But let's go. Let's go read the statement. <laughs> First the the PED scandal, and now this with the fighters. I mean, but I feel like it's kind of PFL's fault if they know this about people. Why would you put them up against each other? Now, if it was the playoffs and they both ran the table, like... It's no choice, but you had control on who was going to fight who. EFL bans fighter friends from substandard bout alters playoffs. I mean, if you have the power to alter the playoffs, then you have the power to do the schedule correctly. And I don't get why they did that. The PFL has suspended former lightweight champion Nathan Schultz and Raush Manafio from its 2023 playoff following a substandard 
fight at PFL 6 on Friday in Atlanta. Schultz defeated Manafield via unanimous decision in a fight that barely resembled a light sparring match. The win initially sent Schurlut, sorry, I kept saying his name wrong, to the 2023 playoffs. However, the PFL announced Schurlut's suspension and removal from the playoffs on Saturday. Sharon Burgos, one of PFL's high prize acquisitions in 2022, will, make, will take Schurlut's place in the four-man playoffs. Okay, the problem with this is it looks like the PFL first, like that doesn't help them. What they call, I didn't see the fight, they call it light sparring. I'm going to go back and watch it. And then second, the fact that Shane Burgos was initially eliminated, the PFL probably got pissed off, and they're like, fuck, what do we do here, man? We gave, we paid this guy so much money, and he didn't even make it to playoffs. So then this happened, they like, there it is, let's put Shane in. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm trying to be funny, relax. But imagine that is what happened. That'd be hilarious. Would be hilarious. It says, last night, Natan and Raouche did not meet the standards which all PFL fighters agreed to uphold in competition. The PFL stated, all fighters in their PFL agreements agreed to use their best effort, skill, and ability as a professional athlete to compete and defeat any opponent. It was very clear that Natan and Raouche did not meet those contractual standards in yesterday's bout. Natan, a PFL champion in 2018 and 2019, he was very unsatisfied with the organization's decision and even appealed to recent heavyweight signing Francis Ngannou, signed a lucrative contract with the PFL earlier this year, which included a position on the Global Athlete Advisory Board PFL promoted itself as a fighter-friendly league in talks with Ngannou. I'm very unsatisfied with the decision that the PFL has taken last night to favor Shane Burgos entry into the playoffs. You see? You see? I'm not the only one saying it. You see? You remember Francis Ngannou's fight against Derek Lewis in 2018? He didn't throw six punches in the whole fight. He wasn't cut for his performance last night. So I ask you, Francis Ngannou, since you protect the rights of fighters, do you think this decision is correct? E shots fired. The change shakes up the entire 155-pound bracket. Number one seed Clay Collard was initially slated to face Bruno Miranda in the semifinals, although Albert Mercier squared off against Sherry Lut. Following Saturday's restructure, Collard will now face Burgos, who went 1-1 one one in the regular season and just missed heading into the playoffs. Albert Mercier will now face Miranda. I mean, it makes sense. Like What he's saying is true, like, Francis, you remember your fight with Derek Lewis? So if it was something like that, I don't want to watch it. Please tell me it was something. I have to watch it now. And of course, Salvador Sai is going back to defend his belt. So is Obir Mercier because Obir Mercier won the belt last season. But that's crazy, man, that they have the power to do that. That's crazy. The first playoffs will be in August. So I imagine it's going to follow a similar schedule. We'll get the championship night and some point in the fall we shall see yeah friday august 4th playoff featherweights and light heavyweights let's see do they have all the matchups Opa jenkins will take on pinedo Baraga will take on kaibulev sebo will take on flores amler will take on kanaznaya i mean that's pretty nuts pretty nuts so i imagine we're gonna get three weeks of playoffs starting august 8th right and then 
after that you're gonna get the champions night in the fall so i'm convinced at this point like nobody's told me anything but their first super division pay-per-view event will either take place after the champions night or until francis fights next year that way they can stack it with kayla harrison because i believe if they can't sign anybody big for kayla to fight this is what i believe i believe they're gonna see if larissa wins the tournament again which again i believe the only opponent in this is herself with the weight but with that being said if she can make the weight she smashes these next two fights and the pfl can't find anybody to fight kayla They'll put them as the co-main event for the, the trilogy. And then they'll put Francis in the main event against somebody. Maybe Andre Dilija. The Mirko Krokop guy. So we shall wait and see. Let's look at some UFC fights. Ilya Tuporia defeated Josh Emmett. Macy Barber defeated Amanda Hibas. Austin Lane defeated Justin. Th well, no, that was not a defeat. That dude poked his eye out. Brendan Allen defeated Bruno Silva in a crazy fight. Neil Magny defeated Philip Rowe. Randy Brown defeated Wellington Terman. Tabitha Ritchie defeated Gillian Roberts. Okay. I told you guys this Brendan Allen versus Bruno Silva fight was going to be nuts. Bruno Silva rocked Brendan Allen in the beginning. Brendan Allen gave it right back and won with the rear naked choke. Um, The Justin Toppa fight, that dude got his eye poked out. Macy Barber versus Amanda Hebas, crazy, crazy, crazy fight. I thought Amanda Hebas was going to win this fight, but apparently Macy Barber had other plans. Let's see what's next for Macy. Macy Barber is now number eight. She's behind Lauren Murphy, Caitlin Simonera, Jessica Andrade, Aaron Blanfield, Talia Santos, Tyler Santos, Marlon Feroz, and Valentina Chepchenko. So we got some options here. Jessica Andrade is going to fight Tatiana Suarez at 115. Marlon is going to fight Rose Namajunas. That's right. I said you heard me right. Rose is going up to 125. Isla Santos, I don't know what's going on with her. Valentina is getting the next title shot. So we could give Macy Lauren. You could give her Caitlin. You could give her Erin. Or you could give her Tyler. Those are three viable options. Unless what they're going to do is give Aaron Tyler because they were supposed to fight, but that fight never came to fruition. Like Let's say they give Aaron Tyler, then you can give Macy Lauren or Caitlin. Who is this chick? I don't think I've ever heard of her. And she's number six. Let me see a picture. Oh, it's Caitlin Chukagian, but I guess she got married, so she changed her name. I was like, who is this girl? So her new name is now Caitlin Siminara. Cause she got married. But yeah, there you go. You go Macy Barber, either Lauren or Caitlin. Cause Jessica is going to fight um Tatiana Suarez. I can't wait for that fight. So apparently Tatiana Suarez wanted to fight Rose, but then the, that's when. Cause if you guys remember, when Tatiana came back, she came back to fight Roxanne Mataferi at 125. And people were fucking pissed, but like next level pissed. Like, what the fuck is she doing? She should go and be fighting 115. That's where the competition is at. There's nobody at 125. And I guess she really wanted to fight Rose. And then they go, oh, yeah, she's going to 125. And then she goes, motherfucker, let's see if I can find it. 
Tatiana Suarez has no grudge against Rose Lamines, but she wants to test herself against the best UFC fighters in the world. Suarez dreams to challenge two-time UFC strawweight title. Suarez's dream to challenge the two-time UFC strawweight title, I guess it meant to say holder, took a hit recently with a report of Lamines move up to flyweight to the flyweight division to face Manon Firo at UFC Paris in September. Around the same time, Suarez announced she would move back down the strawway after returning from a long layoff to compete at 125. It's a really crazy thing. I've, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, Suarez said on the MMA Hour. I've been wanting to fight her because I'm like, yeah, I'm back to 115. Maybe I can fight Rose. And it's like, she's going to 125. I'm like crazy. What does Suarez make of the timing? I think she totally dodged me. She laughed. No, I'm, I'm messing. Not at all. I think it was her plan all along. I wouldn't even say that if I thought that. Whenever I say I want to fight her, it's because I want to go beat her up or something. Whenever I say I want to fight her, it's not because I want to go and beat her up or, or something like that. I don't I don't like her. I just think she's such a good fighter. Like I'll watch her and I'm like amazed because of how great she is. Hold on. I think because the way they wrote this, it says this. Whenever I say that, I want to fight her. It's not because I want to go beat her up or something like that. I don't like her. She's not saying she doesn't like her. That She's saying that when she says she wants to fight her, it's not because she doesn't like her. Just the way they wrote it, it's weird. I think she's a good fighter. Like I'll watch her, and I'm amazed because of how great it is. Now, my unit's move to flyweight comes more than a year after she lost the strawweight title to Carla Esparza in a rematch of a 2014 meeting for the inaugural title. That is Barza one. Mama Yunus and her longtime partner and corner, Pat Berry, were widely criticized for their fight strategy in the bout. Berry lied on action over 25 minutes, though she said she was satisfied with her performance. For Suarez, the desire to face Mama Yunus hasn't dimmed. I'm thinking, well, I just want to fight the best of the best, she said. I want to fight people because that obviously means that I'm the best when I beat them, or if I don't beat them. I still share the cage with amazing mixed martial artists. It's all about competition for me. It's not about wins, losses, nothing like that. It's about comp- competing, testing myself. That's the stuff I thrive on. I do it every day in the gym. Suarez has had her share of challenges in training. Several serious neck and back and knee injuries. So I her for four years and as she neared title contention. She returned in February at at flyweight and dominated Monte de la Rosa and rode to a submission win. Oh, so she never fought Roxanne Montefiore. I think she announced she was going to fight, and that's when she hurt her knee. The competitive fire Suarez feels towards Lamina starts in the gym. I always think that I don't have to be the best when I go into my practice, but then I'm still the best in the But then I'm still the best in the room. But then I'm still the best in the room, or whatever it might be. She said. But I'm thinking like, even if I wasn't, I always want to win in practice, too. Whenever I see someone that might challenge me, that's the person I, I want to go with the most because I want to be the best. Someone's going to give me a hard time like I want to go with them, you know what I mean? Because I know that's going to make me better. I put much pressure on myself, even in practice. I know I shouldn't do it, but yeah. A lot of people tell me I am the best. I go to them after and I know it. And that's one of the things that kept pushing me through dark times. I felt like, man, this is really hard. I mean, I'm telling you, 
Tatiana Suarez should be champion already. The only reason she hasn't been is because she gets injured a lot. But we shall see what happens. So as I said, Rose will take on Rote in September. And Suarez is going to take on Andrade. So for Macy, you give her either. I say it's going to be between Lauren Murphy and, and Caitlin Chukagin or Simonara at this point. What was it? Ilir Teporia is number five now. The only guys above him are Arnold Allen, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, and Yair Rodriguez. So Ilir Teporia defeated Josh Emmett. I fell asleep during that fight. I, I need to go back and watch it. But what I heard is that they're like, this guy could give Bulk a run for his money. I mean, he's good. Like that combo he does to the body and then to the face. It's a good combo. But what's next for him? I mean... Ortega is coming back from shoulder injury. Max is going to fight Korean Zombie. Yeah, you're fighting Volk. I mean, if he doesn't want to stay out for too long and fight up, you can fight Arnold Allen. You can fight Brian Ortega. Or you can even say the UFC, hey, I want to be the backup fighter for Yair Rodriguez and Volk, and then put me as the backup for Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. I don't think that guy took a lot of punch. See, man, I got to go back and watch the fight. He's really a good. The only problem is that, like, this is the problem because Dana's already said it. The In the grand scheme of things, if Volku beats Yair, he's going to fight Islam again. So that's going to put the featherweights in another hole. So I don't know if what they're going to do is wait and see what happens with these next batch of featherweight fights, meaning Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. And then they go, okay, if if Volk beats Yair, we'll have Max fight for the vacant belt. That way, if he wins, they can't bitch about the fourth fight. I mean, it's smart. It's smart. But then you got a guy like Ilya Tapuria, that he's not going to let it go. So if I was Ilya Tapuria, I'd be like, okay, give me Arnold Allen. Give me anybody that's open and just show the UFC you're willing to fight anybody. And that'll get you in their good graces. Again, that's very easy for me to say. But it'll get him in their good graces, and they'll probably give him a title shot. But we shall see, man. We shall see. He says he's open to fighting Max next if he doesn't get a title shot. Let's see what this is. Ilya Teporia cracks featherweight top five in official UFC rankings. UFC featherweight contender Ilya Teporia blesses his way into the 145-pound title conversation with a five-round drubbing of rough and tumble veteran Josh Emmett in the UFC Jacksonville. Headline last weekend in Florida. The victory was enough to push El Matador to number 5 in the official 145-pound rankings, while subsequently sending the fighter, the fighting Falmer down to number 6. Elsewhere on the charge, Macy Barber cracked the flyweight top 10 with her destruction of 125-pound Brazilian Bruno Amanda Hebas in the UFC Jacksonville co-main event. Oh, that guy's the man, bro. Him and Patty had a scuffle back. In. You know, it would be funny because him and Patty don't like each other. If he were to win the belt, Patty goes like, all right, I'm going back to the That'd be funny. I don't think Patty will do that. Hamza Chimaya reveals his next opponent. Looking out and put on an impressive performance at UFC Jacksonville. So many Bruno Silva with a rear naked choke to kick off the main card on ABC. Following the win, he called out a laundry list of opponents, including Jerry Cannonier. Cannonier is also looking pretty hot right now after putting on a clinic against Marvin Vittori in the main event of last weekend's UFC on ESPN card. 
dominating decision puts him back in the contender circle at middleweight and Allen wants to shed to snatch his spot if he can. The only problem the only problem Allen's manager Ali Abdelabdiz told him not to bother calling out Cannonier because the killer really already has his next fight lined up. Cannonier he's looking for a title eliminator, Allen said during his post fight interview with Megan Olivi. Ali told me not to call him out because he's probably has his fight already, but I already had this memorized, so I was like, whatever. I just got to go with it. I did the two things Ali said not to do, so I'm sorry, Ali. But it's already memorized, so I'm sorry. Alan and Olivi shared a knowing laugh when mentioning Cannoneer's next fight, and there were similar suggestive vibes during the UFC Jacksonville. Post-fight press conference on the topic was brought back up. We wouldn't call these reports... But there are rumors that Jared Kennedy could be fighting Hamza Chimaev next. As directed by the president, we heard Jared versus Hamza was next. Alex demeanor, I plead the fifth, he said with a smile. So now, apparently, it was supposed to be Kamar Usman. But now, apparently, it's um, Jared Kennedy. Let's see. Let's see if that, that lines up. Let me see. There is number three. It lines up. Because if you look at welterweight, Hamzat is number four. I mean, because originally I heard he wanted to fight Kamar Usman. That's what I originally heard Hamzat wanted to do. There's another report that says Hamzat Chimayev says there's a 90% chance he fights Kamar Usman. Next, there was no other match. It's just him. Hamzat Chimayev last fought back in September of 2022 when he defeated Kevin Holland by submission in round one. According to Boris, he would like to face former welterweight champion Kamar Usman at a catchweight bout. Usman, 36, has not fought in the cage since back-to-back losses to Leon Edwards in August of 2022 by knockout at UFC 278 and again in March of this year, a majority decision at UFC 286. Jemai have shared his thoughts on his next fight in the octagon. We train as usual here in Stockholm. We were in Dubai for a training camp, but came back now. Then a month before the match, we will go to Abu Dhabi. But otherwise, we train here in Stockholm. We are ready for the match. Continuing, Chimaev said, He could beat Usman 90%, but he's talking about two kilos. He doesn't want to gain two kilos, which is four and a half pounds. They know I talked about 82 kilos. We'll see. There's no other match. It's just him. Dana White has expressed his thoughts on the catchweight bout between Usman and Chimaev, saying if he wants to move up to 185 and fight him, we can talk about it. But trying to fight him at catchweight, I'm not interested in. Would you like to see the Nigerian Nightmare and Boris battle out in the octagon? Do you believe Usman could hand Chimaev his first loss? I mean, that's the thing, right? Because now, like, Chimaev is going to ingrain himself in the middleweight division, so he's going to be bigger. Like, at this point, I would honestly rather see him fight Jared Cannonier rather than Usman because I believe Jared could pose more problems. I could be very wrong. Hamza can manhandle him, and then that's it, you know. And then there's no there's no Drickis, there's no Rob. The next guy is Hamza if he manhandles Jared Cannonier. I mean, it's not going to be him next right away unless what they do is, like, let's say that fight happens. But the thing is, Drickis versus Rob happens in July. You know, so we shall see what happens. And another thing that I forgot to talk about because I heard about this after I finished the second episode last week. 
Uh, Nathan versus Jake Paul will now be 10 rounds instead of 8. Let's see what Mike said. I bet you a bunch of people are going to be mad. Michael Bisping explains why Jake Paul made a very smart pick to box Nate Diaz. Is your Hall of Famer Michael Bisping doesn't see Nate Diaz having success against Jake Paul? E. Diaz makes his pro boxing debut August 5th in Dallas, where he'll take on YouTuber turned professional boxer Paul in a 10 round 185 pound matchup that headlines the pay per view co promoted by Dizone and Diaz's Real Fight Incorporated. Boxing promoter Eddie Hearn recently told the MMA Hour that he sees Paul versus Diaz as a mismatch and predicts. A finish for Paul in less than four rounds. Bisbing agrees with Hearn's breakdown for the most part. Jake is the bigger, more explosive guy. That's why he picked this fight. You know what I mean? Bisbing said on his Believe You Me podcast. And I hope I eat my words. Of course I do. But it's a very, very smart matchup and a very smart pick. Bisbing rates DS skills highly as a fighter, but not so much as a boxer. In a mixed martial arts cage in the UFC octagon on the street or whatever, he's not someone you want to trifle with, is being said. But you take away a lot of his skills and just rely on boxing only. He's got good power. He wobbled Leon Edwards in the fifth round. He wobbled Conor McGregor in the second round. That's how he got that win. I'm not ripping on Diaz. But you never look and go. He's got blinding, lightning, fast hands. He could take a shot. He keeps going forward. He's tough as nails. And he's got great jiu-jitsu and grappling and mixed martial arts skills. I think Eddie Hearn is right here. Diaz has been stopped due to striking only twice in his MMA career. Once by a head kick TKO in 2013 by Josh Thompson. And the other a doctor stoppage TKO against George Masvidal at UFC 244. Where the fight was waved off due to a big gash around Diaz's right eye. However, Bisbing doesn't see a similar situation happening with boxing gloves. Yeah, but hold on a minute. With boxing gloves, there's no other weapons. Yes, of course, cuts can happen with boxing gloves. And we've seen that in boxing all the time, Bisbing said. But in MMA, with small gloves, with knees, with elbows, there's definitely a higher chance of getting cut. I mean, my only thing is, because you know how Nate and his crew be like, nah, 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 we won that shit. And Ariel asked Chris Avila, so like, what's up? If you guys don't know, Chris Avila will take on Jeremy Stevens. It's going to be a crazy fight. Crazy, crazy fight. He goes, Nate won that day. The other guy was huffing and puffing. Supposedly, this guy's an undefeated Brazilian boxer. So I don't know what to believe, man. Like, it's hard. But the fight will now be 10 rounds instead of 8. I don't know if that favors Nick, I mean, Nate or Jake. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.